Go Loud. Podcasts, radio and music to your ears. Welcome to Around the World in 80 Gays, a podcast hosted by moi, Catherine Lynch. <laughs> and me, Brian Kennedy. Now, each week, we talk about gay culture, gay inspirations, and of course, gay icons. And Brian is still name-dropping every celebrity he ever met. <laughs> this is Around the World in, in 80, 80 Gays. Around the world. Around the world. In 80 Gays. In 80 Gays. Around the world. Around the world. In 80 Gays. In 80 Gays. Heroes of our bygone days who fought for freedom and equality. Icons anthems coming out, pronouns drag queen struggles, life and love. Around the world, around the world, in eighty gays, around the world, around the world, in eighty gays. As the grandniece of acclaimed poet Patrick Kavanagh. Uh, sorry, can I just interrupt? <laughs> what? You've never mentioned that before, Catherine. What can I say, Brian? I prefer to keep the fact that Patrick Kavanagh is my granduncle, very close to my bosom. Oh my goodness, and what <laughs> bosoms they are. Uh, you need to bring that up a bit more in interviews, Catherine. I think people really need to know that. Yeah, indeed, Brian. Falls Road Kennedy himself. <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Now, indeed, indeed, indeed. Now listen, our guest this week on the podcast is also a poet, but is not related to Miss Lynch. Mm, I wish she was. Vicky Curtis, an outspoken word artist, storyteller and theatre maker from Dublin. She has presented work from the Dublin Fringe Festival, the Dublin Live Arts Festival. Wow. She is a punk, in my opinion. I love it. She's also produced for RTE and toured with her spoken word event, Come Rhyme With Me, at festivals all over Ireland, to name but a few of her great works. But today, in what will no doubt be given an entire chapter in her memoirs, she'll be chatting to us. <laughs> She's pinching herself. She's Lyra with herself. <laughs> Vicky, this is a very serious podcast. <laughs> well, big welcome to you, Vicky Curtis. I'm delighted to see you. Um, the great thing the other night was Catherine and I decided to actually, you know, just be foot on the ground, go out to the front lounge and see you perform. It was extraordinary. Thank you for an amazing night at Pride Poets. So Thanks. it says here, not only are you a talented artist, Vicky, you also worked at a cafe near where I lived called Daddy's, excuse me. Um, <laughs> so are you into food? Is that your Yes, uh, I do love food. I did work in for a very long time and I took an opportunity to uh, leave and I went to Ballymaloe and I studied oh, did you? yeah I did the uh, 12 week course down there because I've always had a passion for food and I it's like it's another creative outlet as well Yeah. so I was like I was like just go and just try yeah. it out and then my friend I, after Ballymaloe I um, cooked in some kitchens I did a bit in Tapas de Lola Urbanity and I'm very impressed by Ballymaloe Oh Tapas de Lola I love the girls there oh, There's another two gays around yeah. the world in 80 gays We exactly. have to have them on Yeah, they'd be They're amazing, amazing aren't yeah. they? Now we should say that we probably met years ago in RTE Our our conduit is Deirdre Learmont who's an extraordinary producer yeah. on the programme Ardon of yeah, course Ardon, all those years yeah, ago. Yeah. You're a dark horse yeah, I've, do. I've have a, yeah, I have a long career um, my friends, my nickname is Rage and Spice, and they started calling me. Ch- <laughs> they started calling me Change and Spice a few years ago because I was like, I love Rage and Spice. Cho- yeah, that's chop- good. chopping and changing. Yeah, Rage yeah. and Spice, the sixth member of the Spice Girls. I love that. Rage, and they didn't ask me back for the reunion tour. <laughs> <laughs> that's their loss, Vicky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Vicky, what uh, creative outlet do you fall most confidently in? I think uh, it's definitely the spoken word. It's something that I've uh, been doing for. Oh, but probably about 15 years now um, between the jigs and the rails. I started off doing bits for the Gay Theatre Festival and their short play programme. And I was like riding in that, but in a, like short play 
format, but in the spoken word art form. If that so means. you bring all your 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 heart and you bring yeah. your heart and your sleeve and your kitchen sink into yeah, it. and really driven by things that are happening around, um, like you said, punk kind of DIY sort yeah. of protest poetry and writing about you know all that ails us and fails us and you know um, oh wow ails us and that. fails us that's yeah. poetry in itself okay. <laughs> uh, this p- podcast we have lovely light and dark moments and I'd love to know your coming out story if you're comfortable yeah totally uh, so um, I was 22 my mom had passed away when I was uh, 19 um, wow. so yeah she was sick for a very long time so she was sick when I went into secondary school yeah. and she passed away two weeks after I got my leave insert results so I was kind of a little bit stunted in my coming out because mm. yeah. um, there was a lot going on with the family I was the eldest of three I am I'm not was the eldest of three I am <laughs> the eldest of three well you look very three. young so maybe you've done the Benjamin button <laughs> yeah, on it yeah yeah um, yeah, so I had a younger brother and a younger sister who was 10 years younger than me. So it was a big age gap and a lot fell on my plate to, you know, try and get through that. that um, Did you kind of become time. surrogate mum for the, for the other kids? Yeah, there, yeah, there was a lot happening and I just kind of, yeah, it, it was, you know, minding, making sure everybody was going to school. Yeah. I was trying to go oh. to college, you know, just kind of trying to keep the train on the tracks yes, of a little bit. Because like, it had been seriously derailed. Yeah, yeah it had been. Point. Yeah, and where yeah, was yeah. your dad in this? Uh, my dad was, yeah, my dad was just reeling, you yeah, know. Totally yeah, totally. Grief. Yeah, yeah. grief. Yeah. Um, Which is an animal. An animal, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I actually wrote a play about that. We can talk about that yeah. animal. <laughs> um, the, yeah, so she passed away when I was 19, so then there was a lot going on and then I just felt like I, to have a better relationship with my dad when I was about 22, I had to tell him because he was like, where were you last night? Where what were you doing? And I was like, I was just in a friend's house. Yeah. And I was like, I'm 22. This is mental. <laughs> I was like, I was at the George, dad. Yes. You know, Aww. like, but um, so it was in September and I was, I was like, I need to go in and tell him. And he was just, he was home from work and he was sitting, having a fag on the couch, watching Fair City. And I was just like, Dad, I need to tell you something. And like, the fag dropped like from his mouth. And he was like, what's going on? And I told him, I started crying. And I had to turn Fair City down. I remember vividly being God. like, just listen to oh me, my will God. you? <laughs> the crime of crimes, yeah. turning that down. <laughs> and then he was just like, oh my God, thank God. I thought you'd run somebody over in the car. Oh. And like... It, it, that was his initial reaction and it took him a long time like maybe four or five years to really accept the fact he was very worried about me because he he also worked in RTE and uh, he was friends with Charles Self and um, Charles Self was brutally murdered brutally. in Monkstown just down the road from uh, where I'm from so yeah. he was just kind of worried about all of that of course and just knew like gay men of, of you know in the 80s 70s and 80s in yeah. his industry, but Vicky that had were, every right to worry. Yeah, and he's absolutely. still even a girl coming out today. Yeah. Their parents have every right to worry because yeah. things are still not. Do you think there'll come a day? Yeah. When the first thing a parent doesn't think of is a negative thought, is maybe a positive thought, and think, "Oh, my child is gay," like that fantastic poet Vicky Curtis, who's in the world. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Like, when will there come a day when it's not a negative connotation? The first thing they think of. I, Same with me. People think, "Oh God, when you come out in the '80s, oh well, please don't get AIDS." You know? Yeah. It's yeah. always a negative thing. Uh, what do you? How, are you like your dad or your mum in that respect, in terms of how you see the world? Um, no, I think it's coming. I think like mm. with Maref, um, that 
broke. Explain something. to everybody around the world just what you did with that expression there. You just cooled it out even more. <laughs> What's Maref for so, people I mean, like just me? Just like just just an abbreviation of mar- the marriage referendum. So cool. Um, <laughs> Maref. Maref. Yeah, I was at uh, the Maref the other night. You. <laughs> so was I. Uh, I think that was a moment where it was like, you know, one million two hundred one thousand six hundred seven people. I know it's off by heart in my yeah. head. Um, Politics will be next for her. Voted, you know, voted for marriage equality for yeah. you know same sex couples, and I, that was like a real big moment. But it was it was like that moment where I came out to my dad. Mm. It was like he he was his reaction, and it was like good. But it took him years to like be really comfortable with it. Yeah. yeah. Not, so I think we're like what were six years, seven years um, after the Maref. I think you know maybe in another seven or eight years it'll be. You know Normal. that that moment. And even somebody like him, who's up. obviously an RTE main broadcaster. Of course, there's all kinds of gay people out there, so mm. this is not a surprise to him to encounter a gay yeah. person. Yeah. But certainly, I know that it's different if it's a, a member of your family and yeah. your little girl that you used to hold in your arms and play with and yeah. all of that, and suddenly you're a grown up lesbian. Yeah, he, I think he was just really worried that I didn't have that I wouldn't have friends or community because he saw that isolation of yeah. like I'm probably like loads of homophobia, but in RTE yeah. oh, sure. as well towards mm. those kind and of did men you find and people. A gay family Oh yeah, I had a gay, yeah. fa- gay family. Who are they? Well, you know, I Una probably Ma- know her. Yeah, Una McEvitt. Of course, I've worked with so, Una. So, um, I, me and Una, Una used to babysit me. Una McEvitt oh, is. Oh, stop a, it! That's hilarious. Yeah. Una McEvitt. Now, just for you, uh, Brian, is the girl who directed Madhouse that I was in in the yeah. Abbey. She's a fantastic playwright. Yeah. We have have you want to? Six years old. You realise this? <laughs> He's been around for a very long time, longer than me, <laughs> yeah. nearly. Um, but when I came out, Una. Una and her partner at the time took me under their wing and I met like uh, Kieran McBride and like they were all quite older than me. They were all like, I was 22 and they were like, you know, in their 30s at that stage. Which seems ancient, doesn't it? Well, no, it was just there was a gap. There was yeah. a gap, but like You're I was kind. so lucky to be introduced to that community. You know, uh, by the way, all... Brian is an ageist. <laughs> <laughs> Just no, to get that out live on the podcast, well, I I, he's an ageist. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm obsessed by people's age in, in one way because yeah. I think at what point were you a teenager? Like yeah. who, when you were a teenager, let's say, and your hormones, you're a hostage to your hormones, as <laughs> I always say. So who is the person that you see in the media, Vicky, that you think, I'm I'm fascinated by her. Who, who she's a bit different. Like was there a gay person in Not really, like not film in the ni- like not in the nineteen like in the nineteen yeah. nineties there was barely any Isn't like, that wild? Yeah, it is. I mean like Beth Jordash on yeah. like Brookside. Anna like yeah. that was Anna Friel. Yeah, that was you know, the only one that I really remember. That's a good one though. Yeah, yeah. Brian kissed Anna Friel. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked it. I did. I All right, Katy did. Perry. <laughs> yeah. So, but if, um, in the modern world, who is your icon? Um, my icon definitely, I think, is definitely Mary McAleese because she was such here, an here. ally. Come on, <laughs> yay! <laughs> she even has her own bridge. Yeah, she does have it. her own bridge. I know. Um, I guess growing up in the nineties and having her. You know, I would. I never got to vote for her. I didn't really. You know, it was in hindsight, looking back, and it, like it was really taken for granted that like this was our second female president. The work that she had done, the work that Mary Robinson had done, everything mm. around the decriminalisation, that I wouldn't have been aware of at the time. But in hindsight, looking back on it and reading her book, here's the story. Like I was like, oh my god! I was like, this woman is like so amazing. She, the way she uh, battles um, hate and bridges like 
the divisions between people and mm. communities with that love and that compassion, the way she questions her faith, the way she que- like wants to know everything about her faith and everything about canon law and everything. Yeah. It's just like it's so admirable. It's so admirable. And I love the way that her son, Justin, she has said recently that she would not have put him through a Catholic school if it was the fact that she had known how bad it was going to be for mm. gay people and to have that like deep well, even more recently, Shame. she was still talking about how the Catholic Church was still a breeding ground in some way for paedophilia. I mean, yeah. it's a very brave thing to say yeah, in this yeah. day and age, never mind. But as usual, and I'm not saying this because I'm surrounded by women. I grew up with women. Um, and as usual, I, in my experience of women, uh, especially gay women, um, it takes women often to really stand up to say the things that are really difficult to say. I think men oftentimes want to beat each other in the face first before yeah. they might say something. Whereas maybe you might, like you did the other night in the front lounge, you kind of gave us a few punches poetically. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. what didn't you love, Catherine, that we were standing there? You said, look, I know there's been an awful murder recently and all of that, and people are going on about a minute's silence, and that's fine, and that's a really important thing. But could we just have a scream? Yeah. Could we just get the audience to great. scream? And can it we was have such one a brilliant now? moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was very, I was thinking about doing it all week, and then I was like, maybe I will, maybe I won't. And then it was just like, I felt like everybody there was like it very was open to it. Moment. So I was like, let's just do it. It was fantastic. It was incredible moment. Do you know that poem that you um, recited? Uh, selfie yeah could you recite that for us yeah yeah totally thank you Uh, this is called uh, selfie examination stations of these crosses that we bear and the perpetual perplexment with that self testament that is to thine own self be true but truth be told being honest with yourself is the hardest thing you'll ever do statements of transitions from one to a and other where's how's why's of the who that is in you that was you And you're trying to remember you're good, you're grand, you are beautiful. You're crying now, tears of joy, divisions huge of the little things that make up the you. Well, this is me. Patience, pondering, wandering through words. My fire burns brightly and I burn my candle from both my ends. And it's all night long, semi-automatic responses to provocations myself, my vocation. Chats, banter, decanting the cupboard, never bored, never still. It's the velocity of change and the resistance to stop. But where does it end? And to each his own, misuse of sex, misguided by gender conformity. And to each his own, and thine own self be true. And I'm not one for judging unless it's myself. And then everything gets slippery when it's wet with emotion. I'm eating through my depressing days. I'm repressing my rage. I need to let it out. I need to let it go. Remember that mantra. Be the ebb. Feel the flow. And you give some things up and you find some things new. And this is a journey through what is mental and health. It's male versus female. It's you versus I. Once shy and static, I'm ecstatic now, standing here fully queer and aware that my previous fate is past. And in your presence, my essence grows. And to each his own, and thine own self be true. Oh, oh Vicky Curtis, my goodness me. Kurt, that was very powerful. Vicky, Thank you. And can you tell us who that poem is about? Uh, so I, um, I have a very good friend called Sean Meehan, who... Uh, passed away six years ago uh, by suicide. And um, Sean was uh, a big personality in our little gay community in Dublin. Mm -hmm. Um, Sean was a trans man. Trans man, yeah. And uh, he was the first... uh, He was a... a, What was... Oh, my God. What... What? Queen of Ireland. Queen. Queen. Yeah, no, yeah. he's an alternative Miss Ireland. Alternative Miss like Ireland. me, yeah. Vicky. How I could couldn't you? remember. Oh my yeah. God, I just had he a... was, That's right, yeah, that's why Catherine Lynch is here. She <laughs> remembers everything, don't worry. She, he was a... He won AMI. Um, uh, had Sean tranced at that stage? No, no, Sean at that stage was still Iris was still performing Iris. as uh, Funtime Gustavo. And shortly after... Uh-huh. Um, 
shortly after that, about two years after that, Trump began tran- transitioning, transitioning from uh, female to male. What year was that now, would you say? Oh, so if Sean has passed away six years, then that was probably, I guess, about 10? Yeah. 10, yeah, about 10 that years That he started ago. transitioning. Yeah, so yeah. probably one of the early young people in our... Yeah, and... Uh, Big advocate yeah. as yes. well, like very open about his journey and um, so brave, very God. open. I've had many a conversation with Sean because I, I and he was openly talked to me about Iris, mm. who th- that was um, his previous name, and he was very open about that. And mm. Iris performed on my show G Spot, and Iris was <laughs> the most beautiful belly dancer, so sexy. I think it's the first time I ever had a girl crush was on Iris. Yeah. Right, right. And I often told Sean, I used to have a girl crush on Iris and we'd die laughing yeah. and he'd say, well, I'm so sorry. I'm Sean now. Have you not a crush on me? Oh, yeah. And I went, yeah, well, and he was hot as Sean as yeah. well. Yeah. My he won God. Mr. Gay. He was the first um, trans 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 person to win Mr. Gay or yeah, Mr. Gay Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Gay yeah. Ireland. Yeah, oh it's, you know all what? the competitions. They're all a muddle in my brain. Muddle, the competitions, and then all, also we have such a responsibility now to get gender right and everything, yeah. and which is great, isn't it? It's exciting. Yeah. moving forward in this world. Yeah. What a tribute to Sean that we're speaking about him now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was going on it. I was going on a journey with my own body as well at the yeah. same time because I, I used to weigh 20 stone and I was like trying wow. to figure all of that out and like where, where my weight was coming from and it was like yeah. all grief related really. Yeah. Of course. Um, and me and Sean would always have these conversations and then we were like, why don't we make a show about your body and owning yourself? And yeah. that's where uh, we had written a play called Selfie. We did it as a short in... Um, the Dublin Gay Theatre Festival and then I went to Anna McCarrick and did a week of riding with it and then wow. um, one of my favourite places in I the I love world. Anna McCarrick yeah. let's go together again yeah. oh my yeah. god, god amazing uh, I can hear that bell for the, oh, dinner, for the dinner the fish in the pie. evening oh, god. in Norway yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah they had a bell for a while that's yeah. true <laughs> hey uh, tell me this I, my good friend Mary Coughlin talks about her weight a lot and talks about the uh, what that is. And she said there was a moment, and I think I'm right in, in quoting her, where she talks about how when you're at your heaviest, what you're really doing is padding yourself against the world. Mm. And you'll only really lose the weight when you feel safe again. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, brilliant, totally. isn't it? Yeah. Is that, do you think, what was going on with yeah, you? Yeah, oh, definitely. There was, like, being gay, like, my mom. Yeah. Like, there was just years of stored up, like... Uh, Pain. Like... Yeah, pain. Well, even when you arrived today, you, you met, I didn't realise your mum wasn't here. And you said to me, I said, oh, you know, my mum was always late and I just wanted to make sure. So your mum is still very present in oh, your yes, life. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. I'm yeah. like, what clock? Watch, watch. I can't, I yeah. can't be late for anything. I'm like, oh. she was actually late for her own funeral. Like, like <laughs> that is a fact. Hang on. That's a poem in itself, isn't it? My yeah. mother was late for her funeral. Yeah. My mother was late for her own funeral. That's, That's what a, a brilliant comedy. poem. <laughs> Write that poem, Vicky. Oh, I'll get, I'll, 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 yeah, I will. I'll get but that going. I suppose um, from your poem, Ihawat, which Brian absolutely <gasps> adored. I just adored it. Really. Yeah, adored. You were nearly crying during mm-hmm. that poem. And um, it was, it's, it, it proves to us that there's still a struggle going on. Yeah. And I suppose if, if you just read it, yeah. we'll know it's where It's like a you're short story, from. isn't it? Isn't like it? it? I, I yeah. was really it's struck by it. But given that you quite rightly, mash, you mentioned Ashley Murphy, there's two men in, in Sligo, and yet you, there you are out with a couple of your mates just hanging out, going mm. to Charlie's, heading home, and then tell us through the poem what happened next. Yeah, I'll read it out. Oh, thank you, Vicky. This is Ihawa. Yeah, Ihawa. It was one of those nights in Dublin where no one knew what to do, so everyone did everything. 
and Dame Street's dripping in sweat. There's a hummer, give me some of that, whack you're out in a smoking section. Being pushed into corners by dopey, doped up blokes who can't take no for an answer because they're fucking dancers. And you feel compelled to have regret for not wanting to chat with them. And boys, oh boys, this city is compunctuated by requests from leery men saying, do you used to fuck? And then you're being berated because you're not into dating them. I'm not saying it's all men. I just want to be clear that we could, you know, do without some of them. <laughs> and it's just after midnight and it's me and my mates for Kuhn and Charlie's and it's all kicking off with some D4 toff shouting about how he wants to get his dick sucked off. But he's got chicken balls all over his face. If his ma or his sisters or his wife could see him now, they'd think he's a fucking disgrace. But he thinks he's this shit. And when he cocks his bow and targets a young bird shouting, show us your tits. And when she doesn't, when she engages her now, he roars across the place. You're a fucking ugly bitch. Anyhow. Repeat. You're a fucking ugly bitch. Anyhow. Anyway, Dublin, I think you're deadly in both senses of the word. You're full of raves and ragers. Your crack balances on the edge of this switchblade. Wading in merriment, the drinks are flown. Wexford Street is glowing in streams of Red Bull and piss and lads. Swinging their mickeys and urinating and shouting at us, the fucking stadia. And it's me and my mates, we're mincing off home. There's three of us, we're not even our lo- alone. We're swinging our Charlies and our bottles of tonic to go and continue our Saturday night crack in the comfort of home because we've been pushed out of the pub by some bloke's ego who won't let no go and without some creep breathing down our necks and we're constantly apologising for our tones of ah, oh, come on, mate, leave us the fuck alone. Because when we say no, we're the angry dykes, faggots or femmes. How come it's always us, not them, that have to constantly put out the flames and take the blames for some lad's horn that's left hanging and dangling and no, mate, we're not banging each other. And how many times have we got to turn our cheeks and keep our rages at bay? How many times have we got to say no? And it's just me and my mates, we're mincing off home, we're dodging their piss, they're show us your tits. We're talking pony, it's just me and my mates, we're having a laugh, we're just metres from home. When another young buck goes to try his luck... And from the shadows, he says, go on, girls, take off your trousers, pull down your knickers and show me your arses. Repeat, go on, girls, take off your trousers, pull down your knickers and show me your arses. And in one breath, that linger of tre. We don't like his tone. So again, we turn and wait. We say no. Repeat, we turn and we say no. But he doesn't like our answer because he's a fucking chancer. And so ensues a barrage of fucking feminist bores. I'm a faggy whore, go back to the George. Our backs are up, our chests are out as we try to explain to this ape that his language is rapey, but he doesn't get this. Doesn't like women standing up to him. So he grabs a bottle from my hands, clubs me over the head with my bottle of tonic. It explodes in the middle of the road because we said no, because we called him out. Repeat, because we said no, because we called him out. And then the next thing I know, my friends have him against the window and I'm like, how the fuck does this shit even go down? He's grabbing her throat. There's fists and femmes flying. I'm trying to pull my friend off to continue our fun in the comfort of home. But we're still the angry feminists. I'm the faggy whore. We scramble and scrap. I'm walking away, but he keeps coming back. He's shouting, I voted for yes equality, but I didn't vote for that. Pointing at me. And I'm pulling my friend back, trying to walk up the street, but he doesn't hear. No, mate. Go home. It's over. Repeat. No, mate. Go home. It's over. So he raises his fist. How do you like this, bitch? Punches me between the eyes four times saying fucking queer, repeat, fucking queer, repeat, fucking queer, repeat, fucking queer. I'm knocked to the ground, I'm holding my head cause well one kick I could have been dead. As women were always told to not walk home alone. 
there were three of us that night of the fight. As women were always told to not wear anything revealing, I was wearing a big jacket, a scarf and a hat because I was freezing the night of the fight. As the women were told, they always told the meaning of no. And Dublin, I love you, but you're blokes. They're bringing you down. And all I want is a quiet night, night out in my town, with me pals, an ihawa, an whatever. Nothing happened, some slow pints, bit of a laugh, an ihawa, an whatever. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Let's just have a scream. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, the line that really Sorry. struck me early Sorry. on in that poem <laughs> is that, you know, Dublin is deadly in both senses of that word. Yeah. Like that just, it's like a tattoo. I feel like I've been tattooed by it. It's like, oh, well, exactly. Yeah. Wow, what a powerful. Vicky, it's so powerful. It's what us women are feeling, you know, straight or gay. Mm. You know, that we're not safe in our own city, that we have to walk yeah. home with our keys out, that we have totally. to actually, I haven't actually gone for a walk. My uh, my um, daily walk is down the canal, uh, or down the dock, sorry, out to the point and back. Mm. I call it the point now, I'm so old. But uh, I don't do that walk anymore because I'm scared. Yeah. Me! Scared. I Catherine know. Lynch is scared. Mm. How the hell did that happen? That I, I would be scared. I'm a tough bitch. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's hard. Well, like that, that poem was written. Um, so that was March. The, it was like that. The event. The poem was written after the event, obviously. Mm. But um, yeah, I got the I got punched in the head on the weekend of International Women's Day. I imagine. And that was only uh, brought to March. It's so, so depressing. Uh, I'm so depressed. Just under that. a year so after yeah. the Ma yeah. ref. Oh uh, after voting, yes. Yeah, so like, it was just it was it was kind of a world. It was like, what the fuck, like, yeah. you know. But it's a reality, isn't it? That's yeah. We we do talk a good game as a country, yeah. But the actual scratch the surface only slightly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, but like everything in that happened. Like we we were at a gig in the Olympia. We went into the Oak. This guy wouldn't leave us alone. We had to leave. Like we had to get the bouncers because it was so bad. Yeah. Like because a bunch of you know interesting, attractive women uh, yeah. were standing there talking to each other and he just wouldn't leave us alone. I didn't need yeah. him in any yeah. sense of the and word. We were just like, yeah. you know, and then we were in Charlie's and that thing in Charlie's happened and then it was like, just everything. It was just, that's the story but of But there's straight men from, are fascinated by lesbians as well. Oh my God. Absolutely fascinated. I have straight male friends yeah. that I have to say, look, you better check yourself. What yeah. you're saying there mm. to my friends is like, oh, do you have sex or do you fuck as you say yeah. in the poem? Now that's going to be hard listening to some listeners out there but it needs to be listened to. Yeah, Fact, absolutely. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, but let's lighten the situation, <laughs> will we? <laughs> let's talk about um, your gay anthem. Brian loves this. Oh. I always love this. What is your gay anthem? Like you, you're in the George, wherever you are. Suddenly it comes on. Which is the one that you just go, fucking lose it? Oh, Mama Cass, you make your own kind of music. Ah, brilliant choice. It's like, it's the best one. It's the best song. It, it fills me with so much. Like, I grew up in a household with like, um, the mamas and papas. Yeah. It's like, some Beach Boys, Patsy Klein, all of that kind of stuff. Your parents um, had good taste. Yeah, they, yeah, they were, it was very I mean, a woman's heart down in the carpenters. Like, yeah, of course. And Abigail. Like, I think every house yeah, had a woman's like, heart. It was like the Pope, yeah. the the picture of the Pope, well, the Jesus, picture of uh, JF Kennedy like and a woman's heart yeah, album yeah, at yeah. one stage in Ireland. <laughs> but uh, I always remember hearing, you know, being like, I loved like that and Petula yeah. Clark's in town, but like when then I sang with Petula Clark once. Ooh. Cue, Cue the chandelier, chandelier crashing to the ground. And <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but. But then years later when I saw I think it's what's the film called Beautiful Thing oh, um, yeah. 
which is an amazing film. Uh, and it was in that, and I was like, oh my God, this is why I love it. Like, it is yeah. that, like, make your own kind of music, sing oh, your own special song. Yeah. Kind of and, like, just live your life the way you want to do it and hold, like, hold that true and dear to yourself. And you, sh- you can't really be just going, That's a great going wrong. Oh, it's a great like, song. It's a banger. Sing it's your own special a... song. The yeah. word, lyrics are brilliant. It yeah. could be a gay anthem, and I'm yeah. sure it wasn't written oh, like that. Like, yeah. It's such a hippie song as well. Oh, oh my amazing. God. It's, like, so hippie. And, like, her voice and everything. It's Incredible. just like, yeah, 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 and you can dance to it. And there is a video on an Instagram story of me, me and my friend, going mad to it. At and men and women getting along in a musical context. Yeah. You know, it's a Sorry, wonderful marriage of men and women. I'm still time. really nosy. What did you sing with Petulia Clark? Oh, oh, God. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you in the break. This, this one's about Vicky. For ah, no, go on. You have to know what song you sang. I know exactly what song go we on. all sang. It was, um, it was a tribute. For, it was. Um, Oh, God, I flew in from New York. I was on Broadway. Let's just start there. I was flown in to the Royal Albert Hall and Burt Bacharach special for the Nord of Robbins thing. And uh, she was one of the singers. Also, I have to tell you, I sang the same night with Elvis Costello and uh, Whitney Houston's auntie, who is... Um, oh no, I know. I do know this. Oh my God, Sissy Dionne Warwick. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. she was also involved. And Sissy then the, something. That's her. That's uh, that's her ma. That's her ma. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so we Whitney. all sang as a collective. <laughs> what the world needs now is love, sweet love, all what together. The world <laughs> needs now. Beautiful. Yeah, it's not a gay anthem. Yeah. That is that a gay anthem. Hey, Vicky, I want to ask you something now. And I don't always. We don't always ask the guests this, but sometimes we do. Was there ever a time that you just thought, I just don't want to be gay? Um, probably when it was about. 10 or 11 or something maybe you just wanted to fit in a bit more yeah but did you know a tenant oh ten. I knew it when wow. I so I went to <clears throat> my family aren't Gael Gores but for whatever reason they sent me to Nina and Scalorcon and they changed me in halfway through first first class it's an right. Irish an Irish school isn't it yeah, in Dublin it's school. yeah yeah uh, they changed me from in like halfway through I remember going into like first class in a it was a Protestant Church of Ireland English speaking school <laughs> in a January being like what the right. fuck yeah. is this and so I you remember went from orange to black yeah like that <laughs> exactly, yeah uh-huh. it was like mad I was just like this is a bit wild um, and I remember my sixth class teacher and I just remember being really enamoured and then my fourth class teacher was from Donegal and a Gwalgor and I was just like I'm in love with Is her. Is there anything better? I mean, we oh, no. shout yeah, out to gorgeous. the Lermonts by the way, yeah. the Donegal Gay Gors. But um, yeah, is there anything better than that? That no. wonderful language. Oh my God. Coming Donegal from the lips Irish, of love. Yeah. Like it's amazing. Yeah, yeah oh, fair wow. play to you. And uh, you had a crush on her. Can Have you been in love? For, you're married, are you? I, I am. You got are married. married. I got married last year. Yeah. Uh, Did you? Yeah, yeah. So you've obviously been in love then, but your first love, can you remember your first broken heart? My first broken heart, um, yeah, I was going out with an American girl and um, yeah, she had to go home and that was... (gasps) Oh God, that is heartbreaking. I went out with an Italian and he had to go home too and he wanted me to go home with him to cook spaghetti, but I wanted to win All Term Bazaar last And there you have it. And Catherine here I am. summed up in one sentence. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was, yeah, make spaghetti or be alternative. Yes, I think exactly. I'll take alternative yeah. any AMI day. All, all the way. <laughs> hey, yeah. can, can you, for people listening out there, I mean, that's an extraordinary journey that you're still on, of course. Yeah. But do you, is there an, a piece of advice that you've ever got from anybody and you thought, yeah, that's a good mantra to live by? Um, I think just... The one that resonates with me is like, I can't remember which Greek philosopher it is, or maybe it's Saint Saint Augustine, and he's like, yeah. everybody's fighting a battle, so just be kind. Yeah. So that's like one of the things, just like, 
trying to be as kind as possible because yeah. everybody has shit going I on. saw that recently on a wall. I think it was everybody's fighting a silent battle that you, you can't even see. So yeah, just yeah. be kind. Just be kind. Yeah, I, can't, I agree with that yeah. one. I can't remember if it was Augustine or... We'll go with Augustine because yeah. it sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds very good. Well, but it's that's what one of the ma- that's my mantra kind of just that's a good one. And Vicky, if your house was on fire, what would you save? <laughs> what would I save? Apart from your wife <laughs> over your shoulder, of course. <laughs> uh, I would. I would probably save my um, r- record, but make my own kind of music on it. Way! <laughs> good choice well Vicky you know what my grand uncle Patrick Kavanagh who wrote Raglan Road would have loved that episode do you know he wrote Raglan Road <laughs> breaking news ladies and gentlemen <laughs> in keeping with our poetry theme this week we thought we'd include a piece from poet Mary Oliver this is her poem praying it doesn't have to be the blue iris it could be weeds in a vacant lot or a few small stones just pay attention then patch a few words together and don't try to make them elaborate this isn't a contest but the doorway into thanks and a silence in which another voice may speak well I can't stay silent after that that was beautiful Catherine (laughs) as you are Brian (gasps) as Vicky is (laughs) thank you Vicky with her lovely yellow hat she's put on Hey, thanks. Yeah, well, let's say it together if you like. <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening uh, again and again this week and joining us on our trip around the world, Catherine, in, in 80 Gays! Gays. Oh.